The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of wherever those streets are that the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but maybe afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. COVID-19, President Trump, film, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it, we talk about it. It's No Holds Barred Radio, folks, and I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis, and I'm also here with our very special guest, Tarek Telmusa. Tarek Telmusa is the star of the hit show Flip or Flop. It's been on for numerous seasons, I think eight seasons to date, going into its ninth season. Huge show, all about real estate, all about how to get rich, all about how to do what you got to do. But bottom line, it's with a very, very honest individual who I consider one of my very, very, very good friends. Great guy. Love talking with him, love playing poker with him. But right now, we're going to pick his brain about where we're at in the world today. Tarek, how are you? Man, that was the best podcast introduction I've ever heard. I felt like I was in the ring. That's it, maybe. I th- I've been working on I want to become an announcer. I, I just got to practice. Got to get my reps in. Oh, man, that was fantastic. Well, I'm so glad we're doing this, and I'm doing fantastic considering everything that's going on. How are you holding up? You know, holding up well. I mean, we're all quarantined, as we know, and hopefully we're all following those rules. I know you are. You're with your lady, and you're basically living the married life at home, and Thank God for technology. Each of us can do still do business and still do our jobs. Obviously, we're limited, yeah. but I'm safe, I'm sane, and I can say that about my family, and I hope you're the same, my friend. Yes, sir. There we go. All right, Tarek, we're in this now. We're going into our roughly fourth week of quarantine, if not fifth week. I forget which, and we're all like trying to figure everything out. Uh, the governor of California, Garcetti, everything, they've extended the lockdown until May 15th for us. Lots of things happen. We all know the economic effect. We're at about a 15% unemployment rate right now. Scarily, could go as high as 30%, 40%. Nobody knows what to look forward to. We got President Trump voicing how he wants to get everything back together. Slightly irresponsible considering all that's going on. We don't know what's going to happen. Where is your business today? Like, for instance, you're going into your ninth season, if I'm not mistaken. I have to assume filming has stopped. But I noticed from your social media on Instagram and stuff, you know, you're constantly pumping your people, letting them know what to do. How has this affected your business? How are you doing business now? And then we're going to get into the future. Right I'm, now, how has it affected you? You know, I, I, as you know, I own multiple companies and every single one of my businesses are affected. Um, mostly because I can't film, right? That's one big problem. Obviously, I'm in the entertainment industry. Uh, another problem is I'm having a hard time selling properties because people aren't leaving their houses. And the banking industry is literally unraveling in front of our eyes. And on top of all that, we saw the biggest stock market dip that we have seen in decades. And then it rallied higher than we've seen in decades. So right now, it's just so much unknown out there. But there is a ton of potential. So I'm still buying properties. I'm buying less houses, which reduces my exposure. But for the houses that I'm actually buying, I'm making sure I'm getting much better deals. So I'm, I'm still acquiring real estate just at much lower prices. 
Okay, so with that being said, I remember that uh, I got very lucky, Tarek. I refinanced my house, literally signed the papers a week before that Black Friday hit the banking industry where people who were in escrow, people getting loans, suddenly the loans didn't go through. Is that the way it is right now? I mean, isn't I, I gather you're buying your houses for cash, I assume, uh, because you can't get loans right now. Well, there's two things. So I, I flip and buy a lot of real estate. So as you know, I use as, as much as my cash as I can, but eventually I run out of cash. So I do use hard money loans. So it's secondary financing. So I'll go to a private money lender and get a loan on a property within three to five days. The difference is they've also changed their guidelines. So they're charging more money up front to get the loan and they're charging you a higher interest rate on the loan. So the entire business from the top to the bottom, every single person involved is being affected by the coronavirus and what's happening with the economy. So what you're saying is you're dealing with loan sharks. When yeah. you think about it, yeah, they're raising the interest rates on you. They're taking advantage of the market. We have people out there profiteering, whether it's getting uh, masks and gloves and kits, way, way overpriced. I'm currently working on putting, I have connections. I have the best home test antibody kit company on one end. I've got a great source for N95 masks and surgical masks on the other end at prices that are competitive in today's market. And I'm trying to get them out there to help people right now. But I see these profiteers, and quite frankly, they should be friggin' arrested for what they're doing, taking advantage of people. Is taking advantage of people happening in real estate? Is there a chance to take advantage, or is it just strictly a buyer's market? So let, I'm just going to go out there and say this. So when it comes to real estate, I, I don't believe anyone is ever taking advantage of anyone in any in situation. Right. If someone needs to sell on any particular day, that is what their home is worth based on the market conditions. So if a buyer like myself or you, we go out there today and we get a house and we take it two, three hundred thousand dollars under what they were asking, right? Some might say that we're taking advantage of the seller. But on the flip side of that, you can also consider, well, they're probably getting a higher sales price than they would have if they sold it as little as maybe two years ago. Yeah. So the seller is still way ahead. We've been in an appreciating market for 10 years. And, and I've said this over and over. I said this on CNBC last week. With or without the coronavirus, we are due for a down, uh, down cycle with real estate. We have seen the entry-level properties back in 2008. You can buy an entry-level house for 300000 The entry-level houses today in Southern California in neighborhoods you don't want to walk around at night. 550, maybe 600,000. Yeah. So eventually the prices can't keep going up. And that's why real estate is cyclical. We've been doing this for 10 years, right? And we are here. We are here, right? Which way is it going? It's not going this way. It's been going up for 10 years. Right. Right. I'm with you. You know, like for instance, I bought my house five years ago. My house has increased uh, exponentially roughly 30% since five years ago. Do you predict that I'm going to lose that 30% in the next three months? Or do you think we're going to have a medium dip? I, I think it's, here's what I think is going to happen, Bruce. We're buddies. So I'm just going to tell you, like I was talking okay. to your friend. Here's what I see happen. I'm still investing in real estate. I'm still flipping houses. I'm still selling houses. Okay. I think we're going to see a small, we're going to continue to see a dip with everything, which is what we're seeing. And then as soon as they release the guidelines and it starts becoming normal again, I think we're going to see a surge in the market for a few months. I think a lot of buyers are going to come in and pick up properties. 
But after that, I think we're headed into a normal down real estate cycle. Here's another thing to consider. A lot of people don't know this. I, I believe 2 million households didn't pay their mortgage in March of 2020. I'm pretty sure 2 million. So think about that. 2 million now, maybe 3 million next month. Maybe they never start paying. What does that mean for 2 million households six months from now, nine months from now, 12 months from now? Short sales, REOs, inventory, more supply, less demand. Everything is there for the perfect storm. Right, right. Except not for those poor people that are going to lose their houses. I mean, they're being uh, relieved now, you know, where their credit rate, what is the deal now? Your credit rating will not be affected, I think, for 60 or 90 days during this process if you're late on your payments. Isn't that what came down recently or what is the deal with that? You know, I'm not I'm not quite sure 100% on the guidelines, so I can't really speak about it, but I know that right. they are they are implementing things that are trying to help people. But regardless of that, you can only get so much help because, you know, if people are making the mortgage payments and the government's not bailing out the banks, who's who's covering those losses? Exactly. So is this in any way reminiscent of 2008? This is completely different than 2008. The reason behind the drop in prices, the reason behind the excess inventory, but I think the result is gonna be very similar, meaning more homes for sale, less people able to buy because they're not working and they don't have down payments and they don't qualify, equals a drop in pricing. Real estate is very simple to read. It is nothing more than supply and demand. So Bruce, if you wanna know how your house is doing, I want you to pull up everything for sale or an escrow around your house. Okay. If you find there are 20 homes for sale in your area, and there are two homes in escrow. That means one out of 10 houses are selling. Yeah. So in that scenario, supply is way higher than demand. Economically, if supply is higher than demand, the prices drop. Now on the flip side of that, if we ran your neighborhood two years ago, Bruce, I can almost guarantee there would say maybe be two homes for sale and 10 in escrow. What does that mean? Four out of five homes are selling. Right. You see, right. real estate is pretty simple to understand. It is nothing more than supply and demand. That's the, all the, it is. That's the basic economic theory of life, supply and demand with everything that we do. Now, with the foreign investors out there, like the Chinese who have been coming here with boatloads of cash and releases of cash and buying houses for cash, as has happened here in my neighborhood near the beach where I live, according to some realtors I've had, is this market right now, as you say, a buyer's market? Do you notice that more foreign monies are coming in to take advantage of what's happening here? Uh, right now, I am not noticing foreign money coming in. The one thing I am noticing is that investors are really pulling out of the marketplace. Right. So they're not coming into the marketplace. They're pulling out of the marketplace because what's a good deal today? I don't think it's going to be considered a good deal 12 to 16 months from now. Right. Right. Now, with that being said, um, like stockbrokers, real estate agents make money when you buy or you sell, okay? Kind of like a bookie. <laughs> yep. So with that being said, illegal bookmaking, um, the realtors that are out there obviously are not busy, but can realtors who are real estate agents say to themselves, I can still make money in today's market being a realtor, not being as excelled as you are buying and selling homes? 
Oh my gosh, absolutely 100 million percent. I actually, I'm in the process of launching, Bruce, a nationwide real estate team right now. I just launched it last week. It's all over my social media and we are going to build a huge real estate team across the country. In a few weeks, in a few weeks from now, maybe a month, maybe six weeks from now, things are gonna start getting back to normal. Right. So right now, if you have buyers, go write offers on those listings. Show your clients houses that are maybe a little bit outside of their price range and try to negotiate. Be creative. If you have a house that needs work, pick up your phone. Call investors. You can literally Google like, you know, Los Angeles, sell my house to an investor. They'll come up. You have right. to be creative. You have to be working. You always have to be moving. Gotcha. So now with that being said and doing all that, um, the fact that there are no loans, the bottom line is you have to have access to cash, right? You have to have access to cash. Yes. Now you buy those homes and I have to assume that the renter's market is down also because of what's going on in the economy. So now you buy a home, you fix it up, it's time to rent it. How do you feel about the renter's market? Is it that you have to lower the rents to get a renter in there? Is it a strong market? Is it an iffy market? What is the renter market like now? Uh, the rental the rental market is struggling and it's a little too early to tell where it's headed but i can tell you a good amount of my tenants aren't paying rent okay gotcha so now if somebody called you up because i have people that have done this with businesses and everything else and because there's no income COVID 19 and all most of the people i'm talking to their landlords for their businesses are giving them they're just letting them off the month's rent i think they have to do that again in may the way we're looking that's detrimental to the owners too, because now they're suffering at the same time. It's a total catch twenty-two. No matter how you look at it, this is why this is why this recession is different, or or, 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 or what, what's going on is different. This isn't uh, affecting just um, you know the the how do I say this? This isn't just affecting the wealthy. It's not just affecting the lower end of the population. This is affecting everyone. So there will be times where we're, we're struggling as a country or struggling as an economy. And this is a, a scenario where the medium-sized businesses are affected. The big businesses are affected. Like it's not a scenario where, oh, some people are affected and some aren't. Everybody's right. affected, everybody. So with everybody being affected, would you, if somebody came to you and called you up and they said, look, I'm not making money. I've got enough set aside to take care of my bills for my family, feed my family for three months, Tark. Would you recommend I don't pay my mortgage and play the don't pay mortgage game? If I'm not going to be affected on my credit report, would you tell me, would you tell your client to do that? Or is it better to tell them they should pay the mortgage to keep the economy strong? Here's my answer to that. You take care of you and your family first. Good answer. Take care of you, take care of your family, then take care of the rest. Good answer. Listen, I, I see these huge salaries that go out to Wells Fargo people way up in Wells Fargo and you name it. They can afford to go without a friggin' mortgage payment for a couple months, okay? <laughs> Let them at the top making their millions of dollars. God bless them. Everybody has a right to make money. But you know what? We're all making sacrifices right now. Whether it's Tom Brady to get front line on the New England Patriots giving up his millions, let Wells Fargo and them let these people relax and take advantage of the thing. Now, you have another business. Hey, real quick, if, Bruce, not, if you don't mind, I, but, I'd like to sure, ask sure. a question uh, Please, on that. Please, go, go, go. Uh, obviously, go, go. if you're not paying your mortgage, there's going to be some sort of recoup for the bank somewhere down the road. Maybe it's not affecting your credit score per se, but Tark, you know if, if the banks are going as far as to add some sort of you know penalty to where it... it you know, raises the, the length of your loan or, or does something to the overall total that you'll be paying maybe next payment? Okay, so here's one thing I do know. 
something will happen and I'm not sure what it's going to be. If people aren't paying, making their payments, believe me when I say the bank will figure out how to make sure you pay them their money, whether it's today, tomorrow, or a year from now, you're going to owe that money. Got it. Okay. All right. So now we have a mutual friend, very close friend, Paul, I was kidding, <laughs> Robert, I was thinking about my other friend, Paul, um, Robert, and he owns a very, very successful finance company. How was he being affected? Because if he can't, I mean, is there still business being done in the refi and this? How's that affecting the finance industry with people like Paul with his extremely successful company, Optima First? Right. So the reason. Not, the, Paul, not Paul. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. I've, been, I've been hit with so many phone calls since this ESPN article came out. I got names going around. I got to write them on three by five cards because that's how I remember. Robert. Sorry, my brother. You know, I love you. Robert, Robert, Robert. <laughs> Come on, bougie Bobby. Robert drank. Yeah. Okay, so. Okay, so here's the thing. The, the, the reason the real estate market went so crazy, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, is because they were giving away loans. They had no guidelines. It's like you delivered pizza, here's a million dollar house. You're in catering services, right? And then the economy crashed and the world fell apart and then we rebuilt America through real estate, right? And that's what we did. And we did that by tightening up the lending guidelines. So the last few years, if you want to buy a house, you have to have good credit. You have to have a down payment. You have to have a job, right? So the people that have been buying actually qualify. So, so those are some of the great things. But what's happening now is they're making the qualifying guidelines even worse. So that means that a buyer that was a buyer a month ago is no longer a buyer today because the banks have changed their rules. So it's becoming more difficult to refinance. It's becoming more difficult to purchase. It's becoming even more difficult, extremely more difficult to get into the jumbo loans. Mm -hmm. So again, business is always going to be done, but only for a certain percentage of the market. Well, which means you have to show the active income to get that because most loans are all gonna be solidly income based now. I'm again, so lucky, not that I couldn't have qualified otherwise in the new market that we're in today, but my jumbo loan that went through on my home, you know, again, a week before that ruling came down, I consider myself one of the luckiest moves I made this year. Yeah, totally. Because anyway, for all obvious reasons, Tark, you have another situation we were talking about, because um, I told you I wanted to invest in some uh, multi-unit buildings and stuff like that. And you started a business with your partner on the apartment buildings and all in Texas, right? with the this was pre COVID-19 when we had this discussion in our meeting. How is that business affected now the same way as we're talking about? I mean, they're, they're, let's just be real. Like the people that own hundreds, if not thousands of apartments, they're in big trouble right now. You know, wow. the, the entire service industry isn't yeah. working. And typically people that rent are in the service industry, you know, uh, especially apartments. So, I mean, it, it's really, really ugly out there. It's really nasty out there. But I, again, I do, I do see the opportunity that's going to come from this. And that's going to come a year from now, maybe two years from now. So actually right now, I'm taking a small step back from the apartments to let things settle down a little bit. Right, right, which is smart, which is smart. So let's talk about Flip or Flop. Yes, Great sir. show, by the way. Great show. Fun show. Fun show. You, two, the, you and she have the best personalities. And of course, as people already know, this is your wife from before, your ex-wife. Yeah. And um, I know for a fact you guys have gotten along, not got along, and get along and do a great show together. And it's great to watch you two work together. You're now involved in an, in an awesome relationship with your new girl. And um, she is also in the business too, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. So my my new girl, you met her in Vegas. After oh, she's great. She's great. Yeah, yeah. her name's uh, Heather Ray Young. She's on the Netflix show called Selling Sunset. If yeah. you guys haven't seen it or heard of it, you got to check it out. It is really, really good. But yeah, as you know, Bruce, we met last summer on my boat, 4th of July. And uh, after a week of meeting, we ended up moving in together. And here we are. Well, I know you. I know you're compulsive, but I know on this move, she's such a cool lady. And you guys get along so well. And I can imagine how somebody would fall in love with you on your boat because I've taken that boat trip. I like you, but I didn't fall in love with you. But it seems like it's very easy to get uh, tied in with the with the toys of Tarek <laughs> yeah. Musa, That's for sure. That's I'm like, okay, come on the boat. Come in the car. Let's go. Let's go. Well, that boat, what did we do? We made Catalina in 45 minutes, didn't we, or something like that? We jammed a Catalina. Yeah. We have a good day. The bad decisions on the boat. Uh, by the way, the boat's name is Bad Decisions. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. No, it was a lot a lot of fun. And God, I can't wait till we can do that again with a clear mind, right? Well, that's what I was just thinking about the other day. Like, it's so beautiful out here. I'm staring at the ocean today, early this morning. And I'm thinking, when can I take the boat out? They, they're actually closing down the harbor, so I can't even take the boat out now. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Okay, they've closed down all the things they've closed down. Obviously, UFC is canceled. You know, WWE had an event the other week. Now they find out one person tested positive for COVID nineteen before a WrestleMania. You know, I don't. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. It would stand to reason that if I was living on a boat, which many people do, at that safely, I should be able to take that boat out into the ocean, right? You now, were you telling me now that if I'm living on a boat, let's say in Marina del Rey Harbor near my house or down near you? I can't take my boat out. I'm sequestered on dock, which I can understand, but I'm saying, so, is that what we're talking about? So I, I completely agree with you. If you own a boat and you're in the water, you're not near anybody. And I, and I believe that it's not fair that they're preventing people from voting. Like that's one of the last things we can do. Do, do you guys know who's preventing it? Because as far as I know, the water is owned and operated essentially by the federal government. So like trespassing laws and things are very interesting. Like if I have a helicopter and you own all the land around a lake or a pond, I can still land that helicopter and fish on the water. And it seems interesting to me that someone is saying, look, the waterway is closed. Like, I don't know who would, would have the right to do that other than the federal government, which would be a really big, big decision to make, you know? Oh, that, that's a huge decision to make. So I just got the email yesterday and I was shocked. So I, I, I need to look into it myself because it just seems a little absurd to me. If I have a boat, yeah. I'm taking it out. I don't care what anybody says. You don't own the water. Here we go. You know, like I was supposed to be going out this weekend. I had a captain. It was going to be me and Heather. We were going to take the boat to San Diego for the day and spend six, seven hours on the water. And then we had to cancel it because they're closing the harbor. And I said, well, how are we hurting anyone in the middle of the ocean? I mean, 70% of the planet Earth is water. I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to start the whole slippery slope conversation. But today you close the water. Tomorrow you close the roads. You know what I mean? Like, like going to... San Diego and the boat, Tark. I don't think there's a better way to socially distance yourself. Well, yeah. one, let's remember one thing. They also want to prevent group groupings on those boats, right? So I could see if a boat go out, but I would think a law would have to be in place so you can only have so many people on that boat. Can you have the only owner. so many people in a car, though, Bruce? Yeah, I understand. It's hard, to, it's hard to put that rule down, but obviously it's a concern. I don't know how they're going to judge it. I don't know how they're going to deal with it, but it's yeah. obviously a concern. Most definitely. I mean, I guess when people get on buses, they're still taking public transportation. They're probably wearing gloves and masks. Right. I mean, hopefully. I mean, I don't Sorry. know. It seems in line. If it's not right to do, you can do it because your boat's called bad decisions. So why not? 
You know, I'm going to do it just because. There you go. <laughs> All right. So what are you doing, Tarek? I mean, what do you do to get out of the house? What What do you and Heather do? You know, with the with what we could talk about at the show, what do you what do you do for fun? Is it just are you guys literally in the house all day and doing what we're all doing, playing games, doing whatever you know couples do? But do you get out of the house at all? Do you take a drive and not stop anywhere? Do you take a walk and not stop anywhere? Or get near anybody? What is your routine? You know, and are and are you safe and sane? Are you dealing with it well, or are you having issues? Yeah. Before all this, when we were. I mean, I have a, a live event company, so we were traveling probably six to 10 flights a month all over the country going to different events for speaking. So I'm no longer traveling, I'm no longer speaking. So like half my time is now free. And I tell Heather, for the first time in my life, I actually feel like I'm living a normal life, meaning I have certain things to do. And then when I'm done doing those things, I'm kind of off the clock. So at night, like I watch movies and I relax and we have wine, like, I'm doing all these things I never used to do because I was all so busy working. Um, so we're mostly, what are we doing? Like we're, we're going on a lot of drives. We're going on a lot of walks. We sit in the backyard for hours every day and listen to music. I'm still working every day. So we're just getting through this, you know? And it's nice to have somebody, you know, I was on my own after my divorce for almost four years. So at least I have this beautiful ex playboy bunny over here as my quarantine partner. So it doesn't hurt so bad. That away, man. Make us all jealous as hell. That's perfect. <laughs> she is beautiful, though. There's no question. Africa, gonna say hi if she wants. It's all, honey, it's all good. Honey, I'll, I'll bring her to say hi. She's out, she's outside. Come on, Heather. Come on in and say hi. Listen, Tarek, you and I have done so many things together. You know, you and Robert, we partied in Vegas. We've on the boat trip. We have the poker games here at my house. It's all on hold, babe. It's all on hold, man. I'll never forget <laughs> New Year's Eve two years ago at the DJ booth, Hakkasan. I'm standing up. Off the bar, trying to videotape you ringing the new year. It was a fun. <laughs> Me and Steve Aoki going up there and doing our thing. It was so much fun. There's going to be plenty more of that, Tarek. Plenty more. Just scares the hell out of me to do that stuff. There she is. Hi, Hi Heather. How are you? Where am I, I over here? Yeah, right there. Yeah, I'm here. I got my co my co-host and producer TJ DeSantis is on too. Heather, you Hi. doing well, Heather? We're getting all the we're getting all the information on how it's going over there. Yeah, we're doing good. We're just. I mean, he's always working nonstop and. I'm cleaning a lot. <laughs> Very <laughs> cool. After him. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all know what's going to happen after this. There's going to be a number of marriages from people who have gotten together. I'm not trying to push you guys. <laughs> there's a number of pregnancies. I'm not trying to push you guys. Definitely not happening. <laughs> and, there, and there's a number of divorces, and I'm definitely not trying to push you guys. So it's like, it's, it's going to be, all, I think marriage is. Um, I think we're safe for two out of three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think so too. Well, you make an absolutely adorable and beautiful couple. And you know, it's so, you know, what's really cool is that people say opposites attract, and maybe I'm sure you're opposite in certain ways, but you're so related in what you do and your interests and everything. I think you have a, a relationship made in heaven. I just think it's great. From the first moment I saw you together, objectively speaking, make it happen, baby. Make it happen. She's my best friend. Oh, there we go. And TJ, we got romance on It's Time Radio. Get off, get off my show. Get off my show. Uh, keep her in a place, Tark. <laughs> hey, uh, allow me to butter Tark's bread a little bit because we live in a modern society where unlikely people become really big role models and inspirations. And uh, it, it was interesting to me the other day, uh, like everyone else, I'm bored out of my mind and I'm scrolling through the PlayStation market and I find a house flipping video game where you literally buy a property. You uh, redecorate it and sell it and try to set a high score. And I was like, that, that's kind of a weird uh, game. And then I realized that 
My son is probably one of your biggest fans, Tark. We were looking at uh, houses to uh, to move into, and between every stop, he would get back in the car and go, "Time to find another house to flip." And I'm like, well, "That's not that's not exactly what we're doing, buddy." But yeah, yeah. So, so he's a big fan. Listen, if he likes flip or flop, he has to check out my new show, Flipping One Hundred and One, on HGTV. The season one just started airing five weeks ago, so we're only five episodes in, and it is a fun show because I'm mentoring rookie flippers, and I'm, and I'm telling you, they put it all on the line. You know what, Tark? One of the things I like about you so much is similar to myself. It's ABC, baby. Always be closing. Love it. Love it. Always be closing. Get it out there. Speaking of ABCs, when this thing gets through, a bucket list of mine has got to be to do a flip or flop with you. We've discussed this. You know, oh, I would yeah. love to do that. 100%. We will do a flipper flop or a flipping 101. You guys will see me and Bruce filming a show. <laughs> I promise you that. I can't wait. And, you know, I just got a great business idea. As always, I'm thinking ideas all the time. But why? I'm telling you, maybe we should work on the flipper flop game app. You know, what? that's actually on my list of, my, of things I need to do. So I, with all the things I got going on, it's on there because I've been thinking about having a house flipping app for years and I'm the most known house flipper in the world. So app. Tar Tarek, I, ha I have the company. I have it. All right. Let, well, let's we have a talk about something. Yeah, let's have a conversation. You know what? You know what's happening now sitting sequestered at home and quarantined, whatever we want to call it. Certain things are happening to me. Tell me what's happened to you. I'm eating really well. I have, I, well, I always eat well, but now that I'm not traveling, eating airplane food and the hotels and the, and the short sleep and all the other things that affect you, I'm getting in some of the best shape I've been in like 20 years. I just broke 200 pounds. I've dropped like 15 pounds, which I didn't have to do, because, but I've been training and eating well. And it's like, why is this happening? I feel healthy and more energy than ever. I hope it holds back in when I start getting on planes again and doing all that stuff. But I think it's really important to exercise our bodies and our minds and excel and be more creative and take advantage of being at home, even if it means doing those chores around the house, whether it's organizing or reorganizing that we always say we're going to do and we never do. Now is the time to take the time, right? And to excel. I think this is a very negative situation, horrific situation we're involved in. But I think we all need to concentrate on how we can make it a positive. And again, my heart always goes out to the people that are suffering, that aren't having income, that don't have the jobs, don't have the ability to sit here in these nice homes that we live in and live out this quarantine issue. And, you know, it's just the way life is. My heart goes out to them, but we have to take care of our families and we have to do what's right. And more importantly, I think you'll probably agree with me. Like I just said, it's very important that we concentrate and become the best we can be in this horrific situation. Because just like for me, at the end of the year, end the year strong, start the year strong, well, deal with this COVID-19 strong so when this thing opens up, we can go out and be better than we've ever been before. Hey, Bruce, I love that, man. That's that's what I preach all day, every day. I'm all about the comeback. You know me, yep. I've had cancer twice. I went through a public divorce. I hit rock bottom in 2016, didn't even wanna get out of my bedroom. Uh, get out of bed. And today I've completely rebuilt my life, who I am, what I believe in, what I stand for. And and I feel like so many people out there are struggling. So many people listening to this are struggling. And here's the here's the deal, guys. Life isn't fair. And let's just let's just let's just be real. Life isn't fair. And once we acknowledge that life isn't fair and you can't control everything, you'll become free. Life isn't fair. So accept that it's not fair and take this as an opportunity to change. Take this as an opportunity to come back into the world, a better version of who you are. 
I'm talking about upgrading everything about your life, how you look, how you feel, how you act, just becoming a better version of yourself. And I'm always about self-improvement. Can't, can't uh, disagree with you and only can agree with you on everything and much, much more. Tarek, everybody that follows you, they know you, but we have listeners all around the world. Um, do me a favor and take a moment here to tell us about how to get in contact with you, anything that's important. And uh, go ahead, just take it before. Oh, yeah, so if you guys want to check me out on TV, I'm on HGTV. My first show is called Flipping. Uh, no, my first show is called Flipper Flop. Uh, that's why I flip houses with my ex-wife. My other show is called Flipping 101. I teach people how to flip houses. And if you want to find me on social media, I'm at the real Tarek El Musa. And if you have any interest in if you have any interest in getting into real estate investing or flipping houses, you got to check out my Instagram at homemade by Tarek. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead I, I, mean to say, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm just thankful that Tark went on the air uh, with us today so I can go home and, and, and tell my son, Oliver, that I got to hang out with the biggest superstar <laughs> in his life because I'm not kidding you. We could have LeBron James on this show right now, and my kid would care not at all compared to the fact that you coming on. <laughs> right, and, uh, it's pretty great. How, how, how old is your kid? He's eight. All right. So in 10 years, he needs to come work for me. Oh, he, he's there. Time to find I'm another good. house to flip. Time to uh, find another house to flip. I just love how wide Tarek's demographic is, totally. Tarek, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Listen, when this thing's over, we're doing the boat. We're doing the poker. We're hitting Vegas. We're doing everything, Every okay? Bad decisions. Bad decisions. decisions. We're but, we're not, but we're not shaking hands. It's gone, Tarek. It's gone. It's I'm gone. bummed. It's gone. You it's know? Gone. It's gone. Man hugs, handshakes. The Me Too movement is probably very happy because hugs have now gone out of existence. So we will see. I, I just want everybody to be happy. Oh, All right, come Tark. on, Buff. I'm telling you right now, I know you. You'll make some exceptions for some hugs. I'm Italian. Right. I'm Italian. It's hard not to. You know, I'm, I'm a very affectionate human being. So that's the way it goes. Tark. Come, I'll just come over with a trash bag and snowboarding gloves and I'll give you a <laughs> That's another thing, man. I got to get in the mountains. I mean, I just got to get, I got to get somewhere. I got to get out of my beloved ocean, surfing the mountains. We all have these needs. So let's look forward to it. It's all going to happen. Tarek, thanks for coming on. Heather, thanks for coming on too. And um, what can I say? It's big cheers and no fears forever. And let's be better than ever and all the success, but mostly health and happiness to you, your family, and your loved ones, my friend. And we're back. That was quite an interview with Tarek Tomosa. You know, he's, he's a very, very good friend, as I mentioned, great guy, which I think is obvious. But one thing we didn't touch on with him, TJ, you know, one time he was doing a show, his flipper flop show, and a, and a viewer noticed that he had a lump right. in his throat. And he contacted him, said, you need to get that checked. So Tarek went and got it checked and he had throat cancer. Yeah. Right. And he had to battle that. He also had, if I'm not mistaken, I think testicular cancer. Right. And he I, had to battle that. Which I think goes back to, you know, kind of what he was saying at the end of uh, the interview where, like, look, life is not fair. Like, right. yes, he's in a fortunate situation. And he's worked very hard to get where he's at. But at the end of the day, like any number of things could have completely destroyed him. And instead of wallowing in that sort of, you know, self-pity or, or woe is me, he's like, all right, you got to take life by the horns and, you know, capture the opportunity to, you know, evolve and change and move forward. And, and he's done that multiple times. Exactly, exactly. And that's what it takes in this world. We preach about it all the time on It's Time Radio, and you know how I feel about that. He and I are very much alike in our attitudes, and it's really, really cool. Let's go into some news here, and thank you again, Tarek. And everybody, I encourage you, because we're watching TV so much at home, but check out the reruns or Flip or Flop. And what was the other one, Flip 101? Uh, I think Flipping 101, it. yeah. It's a uh, new show where he actually kind of gives tips and helps 
uh, young investors kind of get into that side of things? Because, I mean, that is one thing you will fail miserably if you go into it haphazardly and don't know what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. It seems so easy and a lot of people do well at it. And you can, but yeah, this guy is somebody, a mentor that you definitely want to follow. And I, and I find it fascinating that your eight-year-old son yeah. is fascinating. I find that absolutely I mean, fascinating. No joke, Bruce. Like he, like Tark is probably one of the biggest stars in my son's mind. He doesn't gravitate towards a whole lot of sports, but you know, that, that's one thing that my wife and I will throw on on a weekend when there's a marathon, a flip or flop on TV. It's, it's just good, easy entertainment. You know what I mean? It's something that you don't have to like focus on every single second to, uh, you know, get some enjoyment out of it can just be on in the background. And before I know it, all of a sudden my, my son is acting out flipping houses and whatnot. And it's like, all right, this is weird, but I mean, I'd rather have him be into that than, you know, uh, some sort of real violent sort of film that we have to tell him, Oh, you can't act like that. Don't, don't say that at school or anything, you know? Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you, my friend. So let's go into a few news stories here. One of the biggest things that happened to me this week was I was honored by ESPN uh, with a, a very long six-page article that they had on their magazine, their online magazine, ESPN. Last night, it was the banner story on ESPN for five hours. And the editor of the piece said that it is getting more, what is the term she used? More, um, what do they call it when people stay and they watch articles for a very long time? Uh, coverage I mean, in, in radio, we call it like TSL, time spent listening, but like it's more uh, engagement. Engagement time. She yeah. said that the article, I'm looking at here, the article has the longest engagement time she's ever seen for any ESPN articles. Really? That, I got it right here, right that, from her. Buff, that is great. Congrats, man. I mean, we, we've talked time and time again about your story with, with Michael and um, I think, you know, when you look at the trajectories of your careers and, and you know, basically where your lives intersected for the first time, it probably is one of the more underrated, overlooked stories in, in all of sports. Yes, there have been some great pieces. I remember the HBO piece that they did uh, yeah. you know, a few years back. But, I mean, to have ESPN take time in a, in a time where, Bruce, more people are locked in, like you said, you know, engaging with this stuff because there's just so much more time on their hands. Like, exactly. th this may be one of the bigger moments of, of your, um, I, I guess, recognition because so many people are tuned in right now. Yeah, it's, you know, it was an honorarium to both of us. Sure. Uh, the writer, uh, Devin Gordon, he's, he was, he was right on spot. Like well, Kristen I love said, just the first, the first paragraph where he describes yeah. both of your personalities and it's like, you hit the nail on the head, like one paragraph in, it's like, oh, this guy gets it. Yeah. And, and Kristen, who knows me like a book better than anybody, except my family, he said, they caught the essence of you and Michael, like nobody's ever caught it before. And, and my reaction was sure. People give me that 007 James Bond moniker out of fun once in a while or a lot. I don't mind being 008. I sure. don't mind it. Hey, I have no problem with it. There's nothing wrong with being the lead guitarist of a band and not the lead singer. You know what I mean? It's, like you exactly. still get to party and have a whole bunch of fun. And and for exactly. a lot of people, Bruce, I'm sorry. A lot of people like Keith uh, Richards more than they like Mick Jagger. I'm not. I'm not saying anything like you know. No, I understand. I got it. Yeah, you know, I like they're different strokes for different folks. Exactly. But the Buffer Brothers had. It was it was great. It was great to be put in this in the light with my brother Michael. It's happened many times in the past. This one was the best ever in well, writing. And you're the two the, biggest icons to ever introduce people. Like think about that. A pair of brothers. Like my mom thinks so, and you think so, and I'm very happy. A lot of people Thank think you. so. A lot of and a lot of people are going to argue who's one A and one B. I'm just saying. <laughs>
You know me, TJ. I'm humble about the whole thing. Whatever pe- perception is reality. Love me or hate me. I'm just doing the best I can do. That's right. all I can promise. Just, just spell the name right when you put it on ESPN.com. Exactly. Say whatever you want to say. Here's it. Say whatever you want to say about me. Just spell my name correctly. That's, That's right. all I ask. That's, That's right. all I ask. You know, and the phones, of course, ringing off the hook, the emails, people coming in. The fuel it made to some big deals happening now, like, you know, my bourbon and this guy. You know what? Let's just talk about it. Okay. I haven't right. said anything. Have I? I've never said. Well, I mean, word, you've, I? I've, you've been alluding to this for a long time and have never. Are, is it done? I have to. I'm going to talk about it as if it's not being done yet. Okay. okay. Let me just All do right. it in a proper way not to jinx my All right. situation. All right. I have been working for almost a year, two years on this. And one year on another thing I'm going to tell you, because they were both mentioned and tickled and teased in the article. Mm, okay. Right. Yes. I am in plans. I am working on, just like you saw Conor McGregor with his proper 12, George Clooney with his Casamigas tequila, all that. I am going to be making a big announcement, which I teased on the show. I am going to have my own brand of bourbon coming out this year. Oh, that is so great, Buff. Congrats. I, I know this is something that not only you've been working on for a long time, but you're passionate about. And uh, you've said always before, you know, even once it's a sponsorship deal, um, you don't endorse anything that you don't fully believe in. And I'm sure that you're uh, probably more hands on than than maybe, say, others in that space. Oh, you know me. I'm hands on because when I get involved with people, I'm just not the kind of guy that will sign on the dotted line, take the money, run and go do your business. Right. I get in with the marketing team. I get in with people because I am not interested in a big front hit. Of course I am. Of course, I am interested in consistency and longevity and the end result. That's the way I build businesses. And that's the way this is going to happen. The other thing I'm coming type of person that always wants to have the brand sort of outlast your time here on earth as well. So like. Uh, I firmly believe that when you're putting your your name on something, you expect it to be around a lot longer than you'll be around even. That's my goal. That's my goal. And the other thing is they leave the legacy. And they also mentioned to, you know, we all know about the It's Time slot machines and the Let's Get Ready to Rubble slot machines. You can play almost any online gaming site that has slot machines right now. They've been out since last year doing gangbusters. The um, toiletry line they mentioned in the article, for those of you who haven't seen the ESPN article, on Michael and I yet, uh, what they mentioned about that is around the beginning of next year, I am working on another big thing, going to have my own line of, let's put it this way, TJ, you could be bathing and taking care of yourself with its time, even when you put a little bit of something that smells oh. good on your neck. All right. And that's all I'm going to say, TJ, because I'm developing it all now. The testing's going on and it's one of the, it's with one of the biggest companies in the world that distributes these products. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, so that's the tease, and let's get on to the news. Right. Okay. Is there okay. any good news? I don't know. It's, eh, what good news is I'm I'm, looking, I'm, it? I, it's getting discouraging, Buff. It's, it's getting discouraging. We are going to have a couple feel-good stories at the end, um, which I will go into. Let's talk right now. The economic effect that's happening is happening in sports. We know the sporting events are happening. The XFL, the big thing that was supposed to happen this year at the end of the NFL season to give us more football throughout the year. It looks like it's over, folks, for now. Which it is terrible lost. because they actually did terrible. well on this relaunch, like much better than the first go around. It seemed like people were actually hungry for an alternative, not an alternative per se, but, you know, uh, an, an extension of football through the offseason and uh, now I, I think we're kind of stuck not really knowing how solid this relaunch was or if it's viable after that. I mean, I don't even know what life is going to be like after this. So I don't know. Well, we're going to find out. We talked about the attitude you should have with Tark, and I encourage everybody to, to assume that attitude. I know it's tough. 
right. especially when you don't have a paycheck coming in and you have all this. Yeah. But you have to stay strong. You have to stay strong, whatever that means. You have to stay strong. And I encourage you, if you have questions, what's an email that can write us, TJ, that we can answer emails on? If people have questions about stuff that we can maybe help them with or encourage them on, what is the email? Just tell them right now. Write us. I'll answer all your questions next week. I promise. Yeah. Uh, DeSantisMMA at gmail.com. That's a DeSantis, D-E-S-A-N-T-I-S-M-M-A at gmail.com. I'd love to start doing a mailbag, and uh, maybe we could actually make it like a extra section of the show. Maybe we get you know an extra um, show out each week if we get enough emails, another, you know, 15, 20 minute, uh, companion to this, because, uh, we haven't really done that in a while. We haven't opened up the lines of communication, uh, from our listeners uh, to yourself and uh, I'm always down to do it. Well, let me open it a little farther. I'm going to say this right now and I will honor it. If you come back to me with emails next week, the most interesting email, will get a free audio championship introduction from me. Hey, that's a hundred dollar value. hundred dollar value. I will give it out, you know, which is already highly discounted. Right. I will give it out um free to the best email what i think makes rights us anyway let us be the judge of that sure write us and we'll be the judge of that now the xfl and please do it folks give it one more time tj the email one more yeah, time yeah uh desantis mma d-e-s-a-n-t-i-s mma at gmail.com and uh we'll get you get your email on the air right now thank you tj the x the uh xfl has filed for bankruptcy they've lost Tens of millions of dollars. Is this the type of bankruptcy where they're completely done? Or can they reorganize and try to do another season when this blows over? I forget what it is. Chapter 10, Chapter 11, I yeah, think that's I think it, where you're reorganizing, re yeah, reorganizing. Yeah. And I'm sure they want to reorganize. Let's face it. When Trump was involved and when they first did, came out with McMahon back then, it, it was boom. It right. was gone. It, it was gone. They had a chance here strictly because of what you just said, which is very, very true. So let's wish them the best. We know what's happening elsewhere in sports. Well, I, I think, honestly, Bruce, like when you look at their ratings in television is a completely different thing than it was back in yeah. 1999, 2000. Totally. The totally. ratings were really good, you know, for the most part. Like they were. What was the what was numbers? The, give I, me a I, number. I, I don't know. I, I don't think more than like a million people were watching or anything like that. But still, like so, in the modern day, like very rarely do you know, UFC prelims get more than a million people uh, on free television anymore. So uh, to pull in the upper, you know, 800, 900,000, I think is where they were at was, was really solid for, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, I'm not being disparaging when I say it, but off-brand football. I mean, there's no history with these teams. These teams don't really represent, you know, the areas that they're playing in. And to get people to tune in on national television, uh, I mean, for whatever reason, it was doing much better than, I mean, there was another football uh, league, I think, a year ago um, that tried to do the same thing, and they yeah. went out of business before the year was over. And they didn't have a pandemic. You know what I mean? I don't think that the pandemic um, is the, the, I think the pandemic has more to do with the XFL's failure this go around than just not being, uh, you know, a preferred brand or league or anything like that. I think that uh, this is this is a byproduct of what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's very reminiscent of the um, pro elite and the XFL or whatever, not XFL, the pro elite and the other one that tried to be the UFC and lost well, $50 right. million. Dollars. There's like a hundred of them. I yeah. Mean, so you can't, you can't become the, you can't become the 800 pound right. gorilla out of the gate. But, but you the, can be born and pro. I don't think the XFL is trying to do that this second time around. You know, this was a, a place that they kind of wanted. I mean, that's the problem with the NFL. There's no real minor league system and you get out of college. And if you don't go to the pros, like, the best thing that you can hope is maybe you'll get signed on as a, a practice squad member, which how much can you really, you know, improve by yourself when you're not in game scenarios? You know what I mean? You're the practice squad guy. I mean, I would venture to guess that if you're undrafted and you find yourself on a practice team, 
I don't know what the odds are to get on a real NFL field uh, for a game, but it's it's got to be less than five percent. Man, you're breaking my heart again because all I can envision is the is the great halfback, quarterback to be, lineman to be, sitting at the table with their loving parents, the dream about buying their mom and dad the home they never had, and, right. and going out, and it's just all in the dust right now until further notice. Never give up, though. You know, just never, keep pushing. Never give up. I go through these periods throughout the day, TJ, where I think about these things, and they really affect me. And I and I, I want to stay strong. It's just wanting to help people. But I'm, it's the reality of our situation. I'm right there with you, Bruce. And I think it, it was – so we record this. It's uh, It's – Tuesday, the 14th of April, um, people might yeah. not get this until the 15th or 16th, but Tuesday is, is the day that really started, it started to wear on me. It's, it's over three weeks now that we've been on this stay-at-home order. Um, yeah. You know, I watch the news, I, I look at the numbers, I, I'm, I'm at the point now, Bruce, where I'm sort of upset with blind optimism, because that is not really doing anything other than getting our hopes oh. up. Oh, you're and, upset with our president? I didn't know uh, that. Hey, hey. And, and beyond that, I also just hate the stupid pessimism. So it's like mm -hmm. I'm sitting here, Bruce, and I don't know how to feel about the information that's given to me because I don't want to get my hopes up and, and go, oh, we're going to be back to work soon. But at the same time, I don't want to hear things like, oh, maybe we don't do anything for another six months or eight months. Or I mean, I've heard even, you know, we might not get concerts the way that we used to have them until a year or more from now. I, I can't imagine people, I mean, some people live and die just going to concerts. That's their whole entire thing. When you sit back and go, the one thing that truly makes me happy may not be a thing for another year, year and a half. And then when we get there, will I even have enough money to partake in those sort of scenarios again? It's a scary, scary time to not fall into a depression. I mean, I mean, me, not, not like a well, physical depression. I'm talking like a mental depression. No, no, this is, listen, you know, it, Depression is on a rise. Yeah. Home domestic home domestic violence killings. Yeah. Early indicators are suggesting it's a huge rise because of this. We knew the potential for that happening. It, it's crazy. And depression is a real thing. Right. And people will experience it now where they've never experienced before for obvious reasons. Right. So Str let's stress just, is an absolute killer. It will destroy you. And it, I think a lot of people are fine. I mean, you were joking around a little bit with, with Tarek about, you know, the, the stats that are rising, you know. Marriages are going up. Uh, divorces are probably going to go up. Um, you know, children are going to be born. Uh, I, I think that a lot of people are really finding out if they pick the right person to be married to in, in yeah. times like this. Absolutely. No question. It's a trial and error for everybody. Right I, mean, now. I, I don't want to like point any fingers to anybody at all because I'm not saying, you know, it definitely doesn't apply to you or I here. But I don't know how anybody that had like maybe multiple situations, you know, where maybe they had a couple girlfriends at a time that didn't know about one another. I have no idea how they're trying to manage that and all of this. I mean, no comment. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know what you're up to, but uh, other people, yeah, that maybe, uh, you know, say, hey, honey, I got to go to work. I'm not going to be home until late tonight when they're actually not going to work. Well, you have no excuse anymore. No, no, there is. No, I, I was joking with what I just said, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm going through right now. But the um, and hopefully for a while. But uh, Who are you? Long, what are you talking about? No, no, I'm buffer. just, I'm enjoying, no, I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm, 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 I
What did I tell you before on the show? This is a time when you got to realize what's important to you 100%. and realize where you need to work at things because life is never going to be the same as we knew it before. There's going to be a difference, whether it's a five or 10% differential or a 50 or 75% differential. Yeah. And this is where you want to think ahead to nourish the things that will be important to you mm -hmm. and hopefully go well when we come out of this because we have a chance to go right back into it next November right. when flu season hits and nobody knows until it happens. I mean, so prepare. I, I always tell everybody three, three steps ahead. Yeah. I mean, I hope we're out of it before then. You know what I mean? We may not so. even well, be out of it before then, before we're back into it. And that's what's really scary. But one thing that Tark said and, and one thing that I truly believe is most people, if not everyone, has more time on their hands than they ever have before. You're going to find out real soon who says, oh, if I just had more time, I would get that done. If you didn't get whatever that was done during this time, sorry to break it to you, man. You're never going to get that thing done. So no, you're, a, you're a procrastinator for life. Yeah, space well, I mean, the way it is. It, it's the best time to have self-improvement right now. All right, I'll say one thing more about self-improvement. Then we'll go into these stories I want to go into because I want to follow up on what you just said. Everybody out there. We talked about the economic theory of life, supply and demand. You hear me say on the show, if you don't write it down, you won't remember it, okay? Yep. Make a prioritized priority list. Mm -hmm. What are the important things to do? If you try to do two things at once, you will do them half-assed. Set it down. One, get it done. Step two, get it done. Chore three, get it done. Make a list. You have the time, and if you don't take the time now, if yep. you're in any way the kind of person that prides yourself on achieving and getting things done, you're going to be disappointed in yourself because this is probably as horrific a time it is, the greatest time it is to get these things done. Yep. That being so, said, for, for example, Bruce, for we've done this show now for 11 years. Um, you've ended almost every show with, uh, you know, set your goals, write them yeah. down and accomplish them. And you don't know this, but every day I come to work, I write everything that I want to get down, done down, and I have since, since I started doing the show with you. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really realize is when you um, write something down, even though you know in your head what your goals are, you're mm -hmm. manifesting it to a certain extent where I, I get uneasy if I leave work and one of those things are not checked off. I have to get everything checked off. Otherwise, I literally feel like I'm letting myself down, and that's something that uh, I picked up from working with you. Thank you, TJ. I'm glad that I had that effect on you. I really do. That's very cool. And like, if I can have that effect on many of our listeners, it would be very cool too. And one of the things I practice is at the end of my day at my desk, which could be till 12 at night or could be whatever, you know, I'm working 24 seven. It depends but on how long I, that poker game goes too. <laughs> online and offline. So when that happens at some point in the evening, I always send myself a little email as a practice of habit or a note things to do Tuesday. And I make my priority list, right? Right. And I try to get everything done. And sometimes those priorities fall on to the next day until right. they're done. But Th that's at least a big one, there. too. I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head, too. If you're going to write them down, you have to have a hierarchy of those things as well. Don't, you know, get caught on doing the second thing that you wrote priority, down when the fourth or fifth thing is way more important. Priority to less priority. Yeah. Okay. Prioritize. That's what it means. And that's what you should do. Okay. With that being said, look, uh, look, TJ, the WWE. Mm -hmm. They had their show a couple weeks ago before UFC was to have, uh, you know, before the UFC was to have their show on April 18th or the weekend before. Right. That's Sunday. Just last weekend. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> week and a half ago at this point. 
Yeah, I, I'm just blown away by this. But professional sports in Florida are getting the green light to resume production. The governor of Florida has deemed them essential services. Again, going against oh. the grain of every other state out there. The governor. Do you know his name? The go- uh, la, 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 la. You don't know his name. It's okay. Wow, they don't even say his name in this article. They just say the governor of California, uh, governor of Florida. They don't even say his name. Oh, oh no, is he your relative? His Uncle name Ron. is DeSantis. Uncle Ron, is he really? Man. Is he really related to you? Want me to get him on the show? Yes. He's not my. Are uncle. you serious? No, he's not my. Okay, uncle. then screw it. But I, I want you to get him on the show. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, a lot of people ask me that question. I've never met a DeSantis that wasn't related to me. Um, apparently, well, have it's a now. common name. Well, I haven't met him. I haven't met him, uh, and I don't know if I want to because uh, he infuriates me. But mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm all about people working. I'm all about entertainment and you know ways for people to get their mind uh, off of what's going on. Professional wrestling is not an essential business. Well, the WWE made a statement. You know, they believe it's now more important than ever to provide people with a diversion from these hard times. Yes, that's true. We have Netflix. We have this. We have that. We sports have enough is entertainment not happening. Right. We have enough entertainment. I know we're all craving sports, and 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 hopefully, and maybe in a safe environment, there will be a UFC in May. We are yet to find out, and right. we will find out. But I'm sorry, but I don't know how you can have a professional wrestling event. And I know that you know we're at a state level; it's different. You know, California is not Florida. And, you know, vice versa and everywhere else. But like the bottom line is how can the WWE be deemed essential when, I mean, how many more people are involved in an MMA event? Really? Like I understand that there's an athletic commission and things like that, but the overall production in the crew, you're not going to find a significant drop off in people. I don't know how one can be deemed essential and everything else. Not can't either, but the, the stay at home uh, order in Florida is up on April 30th. There's some Maybe. states that haven't even gone that far yet. There's eight, there's six or eight states that haven't even done it yet. But basically, ninety percent of the country plus is under stay-at-home quarantine. And apparently, they're closing the water. I, that really blew me away. Well, the water is important because I think I mentioned this on the show last week, but the sewage system that brings the feces out to the sea, right? Not all of it can be cleaned. Yeah. COVID nineteen lives very heavily in feces. Yep. Okay, that's why they've even been warning about certain sexual acts that shouldn't be performed because of the danger of feces. Okay? So what you're saying is so, it's, a, it's a shitty virus. Okay, yes, in essence, I am. Sorry. Um, I and could, it I is. I couldn't help it. No, 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 it's okay, because it is. Uh, but when the when the sewage goes out to the sea, and the sewage that has not been uh, cleaned or whatever the term is for that, filtered, whatever, right. it breaks up in the ocean, comes back to the beach, and when the waves hit the beach, it sprays up into the air. Right. So let's say you're walking on the beach, mm-hmm. you can get infected potentially. Right. We know this is this a potential is, airborne virus, right? So right. It hangs in well, the air. yeah, but some people say it is. Some people say potential. But the fact is, do you want to argue against potential? No. I don't. So, I don't. I don't want to like gamble and be wrong on that. Exactly. So that's one of the key reasons to close the beach. Now here in California, Newport Beach City has allowed people to surf. Right. As a result, everybody's heading down there and surfing to a large extent where there's no distancing going right. on. We know that we know the results of that. So we'll, well see how that goes. My, my thing, though, is what Tark was talking about. It, it's one thing to close the beach. It's another thing to close your ability to, to travel on the water. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess like you can say, look, you know, we're only supposed to leave our house for essential reasons. Going out on the water unless you're shipping something is not essential. I, I understand right. that. But. The idea of closing a harbor, like, I mean, you talked about it. I, I know people that live 
in boats. Like that's literally their residence. They like that's that. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, that's like, what we were talking like, about. It's yeah. crazy to me that you would impede them from essentially moving their boat from point A to point B when that's where they live. How is it any different from a, a car? You know, there's only so many people out there working. There's only so many people to enforce. I don't know. It could be for a variety of reasons, and those reasons will come out. You know, TJ, a lot of major fashion industries, uh, Louis Vuitton, Burberry, Chanel, they're putting their fashion muscle in their their factories behind making, you know, three-ply cloth masks, right. you know, direct decorative masks. I want to give a shout-out to my exclusive tailors at My King of Bay, King of Bay Tailors. Go to Instagram at My King of Bay. Check them they, out. They got a buffer they, line yet or what? Yeah. No, not a buffer line, but they, they're they making these really cool masks. They're very cool. I just put on an Instagram post yesterday because I was in my tuxedo filming a batch of video orders that came in over the weekend, of which a lot of them are me telling people that, you know, to, to battle the COVID-19 they're suffering from, to congratulate them on getting out of COVID-19, along awesome. with the usual, the birthdays, the weddings, and everything else. But it has exploded this month, the orders coming into BruceBuffer.com, because I think a lot of people are looking for a little burst of positivity yeah. and entertainment and all that. And I'm going to add the COVID-19 charity organizations that are worthy as, as along with children, military, and animal charities that will benefit from partial proceeds from That's these sales great. of these videos That's and, huge. and all. But they sent me the mask. Check it out on my Instagram at Bruce Buffer UFC, and and they're they're really cool. They're really cool. So kudos to you, King and Bay. Love you guys. That, you're, you're amazing. That, one, that, that's one thing. It's hard to buy the mask that actually makes it so you won't get the the virus. Um, the N95, right? The N95. Yeah. And um, you know, so a lot of people like that. You have to have a mask. You have to have some sort of face covering when you leave your house. Some people listening throughout the country don't have those same rules. Um, I was talking to uh, some friends and family back home in Minnesota, and, and they don't have that. Uh, I tried to go to the grocery store the other day, and they're limiting the amount of people that are actually allowed in the store. And if you don't have a mask, they will not allow you into the store. And right. um, th that's one thing that I think a lot of people aren't really embracing. is like, oh, if I don't have the mask, then what's the point? Um, put a bandana, anything over your face. And, you know, now to hear that there's, you know, stylish, cool options, maybe it's not the one that actually, uh, you know, medical experts hope you can have, but you know, you get out there and you can, you know, get something that maybe pushes you over the edge to actually make the effort to get it. That, that's great. Well, just something, you know, it's a matter of just putting something on. We have to do that. People, I hope you're, I hope you're practicing safe COVID-19 actions. Okay. Like I could on the show, we, We've always practiced safe sex. Now we got to practice safe COVID nineteen. Yeah, practice, practice, practice. I mean, practice makes perfect. We were joking earlier. I can't imagine if I was in the same room with you without you giving me a hug. Like that's just who you are as a person. That that really does have to change for probably. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to say forever, but I mean, you're not going to be embracing people when things are back to normal the way you have your entire life. No, and and please, the great, great UFC fans out there that I love and am endeared to. Don't take offense whenever we start doing shows again, when you see me, as happens in my normal daily life, the taking of pictures together, yeah. the, the, the getting close, it's, it's off now, folks. Right. Uh, you know I'm always there for you, but it's off now. I mean, I I've think you stay can still probably take photos if you're a safe distance away, but there's no putting safe distance away. another. No, no, you know, no, that's all no, done. No. And, and, and you're right, done. you can't take offense to it. I mean, no. I'm, you're a healthy individual, Bruce, but the fact is you travel a lot. And when you start traveling again, that wear and tear on your body, believe it or not, can lower your immune system to a certain extent. And I mean, it, no, it does. Would, it would does. You, but you would you rather be sick and not be an asshole, or would you rather maybe somebody perceives you to be a big timer but be healthy? I mean, I, I hate to put it that way, but no, that, that's I'm sorry, the truth. 
No, it's the truth. I'm sorry if they perceive it that way because perception is reality, but we all know that I'm not that way. So I just have to be safe for my family and we'll see what happens. Right. But it is what it is, folks. Uh, we're going to, it's day by day. Everything's changing day by day, as we know, and we'll go on and move on forward. I'll we tell just, you we, one of the things. We got to figure something else out than the elbow bump. That, I mean, that just seems ridiculous. There's got to be a way where we can have like a hand, like, like, I don't know, like you point and snap. Like, up, man? What do I what do I always do? You know, whether Nate Diaz got upset with me one time or another, but then when he saw me, he totally understood and, and said, Buff, we're brothers. We've been in this longer than anybody. And we gave him a man hug, which we can't do today. OK, right. What, what are you going to set me for when I said bow, when I said you should bow? Right. What that means is when I look at people and I just go like this, this is going to be. Right. How are you? Yeah. What's wrong with that? No, I mean, it's, a, it's the ultimate sign of respect. It's the ultimate sign of respect. So and there's no touching. So. Yeah, no, no. hat tip, bow, whatever you whatever you need. But like, I, I just think that. Wait, one, one second. Nate Diaz, I hope you're being safe and sound. You and your family. Love you, bro. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm sure they're always listening in the 209. Uh, he, we get along great. We get along great. Yeah, but I, but I think that something like that, you know, needs to be. Because the, the elbow thing, is, I think, is dumb. People sneeze into their elbow. Come on. You're supposed to, right? Like the, yeah. the vampire. Okay, go sneeze into your elbow and by the way, hit the elbow. Come on. No. no, no. I'm sorry. I'm not and it's very awkward. And the, right. the foot thing, that's very awkward. We'll see what happens. I mean, I TJ, like, before, I like stuff off. How are you? I yeah, like that. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You know, you're not supposed oh. to point, it's rude or whatever, but I think I think like if you lock eyes and you point, that's an acknowledgement. Well, you know me, when I work, I'm a pointer. So okay. Um what, a couple of little things real quick here. I'm very upset that, you know, I understand churches and I understand congregations and I've oh, seen no. people quote I, all these things like, you know, we can be together. We can be this. And Are you talking about still, Kansas? Yeah. These mass meetings. I mean, I, I, you know, God's will is powerful and I understand how people believe right. in all that. But I mean, Mike, is it that powerful? You want to put your life at risk? I don't know how the law was written, but I'd be curious to know what their reasoning were um or how it was written was it only for like easter mass like if there's another religious holiday that's coming up are they making um you know concessions for non-christian based religions because this is why you can't do it like we are a country that has you know a freedom of religion if you make an exception for one you need to make an exception for all and you can't tell me what my religion is or isn't and if i say it's tuesday in my religion, I'm supposed to go run around outside and shake hands with everyone. Well, you've opened the door for me to argue that you're, you know, persecuting me for my religion. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not good. Not good. That need not be done, and we'll leave it at that. Right. Just, Another. Just don't be smart, people. Come on. I, I'm sorry. Just be it's, smart. It's just simple. It's called stay at home. It's one it's year. Called distancing and in my opinion even though i'm not religious i'm spiritual as we all know on this show but i respect all religions when i say may your god bless you i mean whoever your god is i hope right. they bless you when i say it on the show but let's not be stupid i mean okay whatever god you have i'm sure that they're going to be okay with you keeping your distance for one easter you can say your hail marys and your prayers at home yeah, okay. 100%. Do that too. All right. Now, one of the things going to be a big problem in coming years, all these coronavirus scams are going on, all the profiteers that are out there, all the people that are losing money or being taken advantage. People, I'm just going to say this, the phone calls that come in, the emails you get, everything, the scammers are more alive now than ever. It's called buyer beware and be careful out there. Yeah. That's all I want to say. There are currently 142 investigations by the U.S. government going after price gouging, hoarding, fraud scam investigations happening right now yeah okay? I, saw, I saw something on twitter the other day where someone was saying call this phone number and you can check on the status of your stimulus check 
And what it did is you would call this phone number and it would ask you to punch in your social security number so you could get. That's all they want. That's all they want. That's all they want. I mean, I hate to say it, Bruce, but it's very easy for people to fall for that because they're not thinking, is this a scam? They're thinking, I'm entitled to some money. I need some money. I'm just going to call. Exactly. And it's called identity theft. And believe me, I've had it stolen from me twice and it's not a pretty thing to deal with. Trust me. Um, with that being said, too, you only had it twice because I'm pretty sure I've seen like seven or eight MMA ring announcers try to be exactly like, oh, <laughs> never mind, never mind. I'm talking about people copying my ID and trying to be me, but uh, I had the police shut that that shit down real quick. There you go. Okay. Um, with with this too, another situation is I got a, I got an email the other day on my Instagram. It said that uh, there's an autopilot or a robot and that I'm in danger. And if I can't answer these questions in 24 hours, my Instagram account will be wiped out. What? Right. And all they wanted was my social security number, my Instagram account, my password, everything. Because, and Instagram, Instagram all over Instagram asked it. for your social security number when you sign. What? Like, come on now. Yeah. So I went to my Instagram and there's a thing on your Instagram. You can check, as I'm sure on Twitter, about any emails that they sent you. And mm-hmm. when I went into my Instagram, they didn't send me any emails. Of Scam. Not. Scam. Okay, feel-good story to end the show with. (laughs) This is cute. A 93-year-old woman, right? Um, She was pleading. She put out a a song singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall, which went viral. Um, She had a Coors Light in her hand and a sign saying, I need more beer. She's adorable. Well, she got a huge shipment of 150 ice-cold beers from Coors Light. Oh, right my to help her during the, to help her during the coronavirus. Now, everybody, I'm not saying go out and put your videos up now that you need beer, but they sent her ten cases. She cracked one open on her porch. She put a video out. I love it. Ninety three years old. Ninety three years old. It's see, adorable. I love it. I mean, that's another thing that you know we're talking about all this time in our hands and, and self improvement. But now has never been a better time to try to be creative, and yeah. you know you can share that creativity with anyone via the internet and it's it's pretty great to see some of these things uh, i've seen a lot of people do the 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 music and songs together where they record their part and and someone puts it all together it's it's really neat i mean this yes yeah, socially we need to be distanced but we don't need to physically be in the same spot to be connected i mean uh, i don't remember the last time i saw you bruce like you and i were in the same room it's it's been like two years but I, yeah, it's been a long time. I enjoy our time, you know, every time we record and now we're on video and people can, by the way, if you're just listening in audio, uh, head over to YouTube. Uh, I believe it's youtube.com uh, forward slash Bruce Buffer. You can figure it out, but uh, we're, we're putting our shows up there. Uh, we'll start to do all of our audio shows up there as well. Um, so if you do want to just listen to the show, we can make it uh, available for you there. But um, like this show, you can look at uh, Bruce and Tark and me while we do the show and, uh, a lot of subscribers that that blew up overnight, um, which was really cool. So uh, listen, yeah, yeah, listen, watch, subscribe, that. tell a friend. Yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel, folks, because I'm going to put up other videos up there too. Aside from the show, there's going to be a lot of entertainment moving forward. But uh, TJ, that's great. The audio shows too. Yeah, we'll put the audio up there starting. Oh, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Join it, subscribe to it, and uh, you know. Eventually, all the giveaways there. I don't want to promise anything until it happens, but very cool, TJ. All right, TJ, go ahead and let the audience know anything, and let's sign off. Yeah, well, I mean, mixed martial arts is in a very weird spot right now, but uh, I've been covering the sport for a very long time. Uh, one thing that uh, you can sort of get with me that you're not going to be able to find anywhere else is a lot of retrospective content. Um, myself and uh, my staff over at Between Rounds, we've been doing some watch-alongs where we go back and 
watch some epic uh, UFCs that uh, a lot of people have only heard about and never really uh, experienced uh, on UFC Fight Pass. The last one we did, uh, we went back and watched uh, UFC 71, which was a huge night. It was the first night that ESPN really covered uh, mixed martial arts. It was the night that saw uh, Quentin Jackson uh, take away Chuck Liddell's UFC light heavyweight title. Uh, we do the recap, uh, the watch along, sort of have our running commentary as we watch the old fights. And uh, it's amazing what you remember when you are, are triggered with, uh, you know, visual cues and uh, just awesome stuff. Uh, strongly suggest everyone check it out. You can find Between Rounds uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Just do a search for Between Rounds Radio. Or if you'd like ad-free content and some uh, premium stuff that we do behind the paywall, uh, patreon.com forward slash Between Rounds. Very cool. And TJ, in the future, with all the time we have in our hands, you want me to be on one of those shows? I would love it. Yeah. I mean, if you uh, wanted to do a, a watch along with me, I think that would be really cool. Like, it doesn't even need to be, a, you know, a whole event. If there's a certain fight that you want to go back and watch and just talk about, yeah. uh, it'd be really sure. cool. No problem. Just let me know. We'll, great. Let's create more entertainment for the people out Maybe there. Maybe we can get uh, our friends over at Fight Pass to put it up. Sure. Why not? Okay. Um, everybody, TJ, stay healthy. Be yeah. safe and sane. All right, everybody, stay safe. Be sane. Take care of your family. Take care of your loved ones. Above all, take care of yourself. Because if you're not healthy and happy and content with everything going on with yourself as best as possible, it's going to be hard to elude those feelings to everybody around you. It all starts within yourself, folks. So when you step on that path, I want you to be the best you can be. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Your sphere of influence needs it more than ever now for you to be as strong as you can be. Stay positive, set your goals, write them down, learn about them. No matter what's happening now, there are still things that can be achieved. Be creative, think out of the box, make it happen. Whatever that might be, write us here at It's Time Radio. If we can help you with any suggestions or any advice, we would love to if it's advice that you wish to be given. So with that being said, take care everybody. Be the best you can be, be a winner. That's what we're all about on It's Time Radio. Again, stay safe, be sane, we're gonna win. We are going to win. Cheers. Buffer out.